Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life Instructions Not Included, the podcast where we try to find all the missing pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we will be continuing our series on creating boundaries, part three with family members. But before we dive in, let's check in with each other. (laughs) (laughs) So... Me, what do I got going on? Oh, I'm starting the winter vegetables. Okay. I guess so like I have a little greenhouse set up. So I'm trying to get all my lettuces, my green leaf mm-hmm. plants or whatever going. So I did a ton of kale. I'm hoping that germinates. And then I'm going to do red Russian kale. And then I think iceberg lettuce too. Maybe carrots. But we'll see how that goes. Red Russian kale. Yeah. Have you ever had that before? No. I've barely you like had kale. kale. I don't think a lot of people I've, like kale. I've anyways. had kale. It's you know, it's not great. Yeah, I don't. The only time that I eat kale, well, that I use kale is in a smoothie. So I blend yes, it up yes. enough so you don't really taste it. Yeah. But I had a friend a long time ago make a lemon kale parmesan salad. Okay. And she was bomb. Okay. Bomb. She lost the recipe. So Darn if no. anybody knows, please let us know. Slide in our DMs because I need that recipe for that salad. But other than that. Yeah, just trying to get on my gardening tip, getting prepped for the spring. When do you think that's going to start growing? Hopefully by this weekend. I think standard germination rate's about like six, five to seven days. Okay. So after that, I'm going to re, probably after two weeks, I'll repot them into mm-hmm. like smaller nursery pot containers and then put them into the ground when they're ready. Okay. Hopefully we don't get a crazy frost like last year. Last year we had, we had a late frost, so it was... Kind of warm through mm-hmm. January, February, mm-hmm. and then our winter kind of dragged on into March. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember, yeah. there was one day it was like almost 70 degrees, and then it fucking went down to like 30 degrees the next day. No, I wasn't here yet. Oh, that's right. Yet. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, when do you get to har- harvest these? <laughs> Shit, if I know. <laughs> I <laughs> what wanna, do you mean you don't know? I want to say maybe, so after germination, the leaves come out, they get a little bit bigger, maybe... Five weeks. That's pretty soon. Some around, somewhere around there. Okay, so yeah, so in total, that, in total, maybe six to eight weeks. Is that winter still, or are we into spring? That would be still winter because we'll probably be early March. Well, I don't even know when spring is. I think it's like so, early to mid March. Okay, okay, so okay. we'll probably be transitioning into spring. So it, it kind of works out. I gotta give it to you, gardeners, because it is. You definitely have to plan for it. And uh, I mean, that's not my lifestyle. It's yours. <laughs> but when you're like your winter vegetables, I'm like, what does that mean? Do you harvest that in like the spring or summertime or like in the winter time? So I've watched videos of people that would have a calendar. Yeah. Um, so that way they know, okay, on this day I plant this. Yeah. And then this goes in the ground. So yeah. I can harvest this to replant other stuff. And I'm like, yeah. fuck. You need let to me get just on plant that it level. and I hope that it oh. gets there. Oh gosh. Like you need to get on that <laughs> level. That, I mean, It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So props to all you gardeners out there. I, uh, uh, my family and I slept over at my brother's house over the weekend out in Port Orchard. P.O.? P.O., yeah. I, Is that- <laughs> I don't know, I guess. Um, it's nice to go out there, and, and his place is, like, surrounded by... It Trees. almost feels like he lives in the woods. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I, I wake up Sunday morning, and I'm like, it's it's dark outside. Is it... Is it just dark? Is it like actually dark today? Or is it just because of the trees? And it, it's probably a combination of things, but I think it has been super dark, like in our region uh-huh. um, of the world lately. But um, we celebrated my my parents' 38th wedding anniversary mm-hmm. yesterday. And okay, so I was tasked with putting the four children. I, I wasn't tasked. I kind of just signed up myself for it. Uh-huh but to put the four children away to bed Saturday night. And four children in one bed go to sleep. It's kind of a, it's not that easy. But I'm trying to get them all like ready for bed. I'm like, do you guys know why we have to go to bed right now? They're like, why? I'm like, because we're going to lunch tomorrow to celebrate grandma and grandpa's 38th wedding anniversary. And they get all excited and they're like, ooh, 38th wedding anniversary. And then so I had this really cute idea. I'm like, okay, if you guys go to sleep right now, we can wake up and we can have a wedding ceremony for them. 
and they get all <laughs> they get all like super amped up and I, I assign them their tasks. So I'm like my my nephew, Romeo, I'm like, you can be the officiant to to marry grandma and grandpa again. And Cameron's gonna be the ring bearer. And then my niece Avery and son Isaac are gonna be like the flower girl and boy. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know what Isaac could do, but I'm like, you guys could just throw flowers. They all get super excited and I just go through this like verbal practice. Yeah. Like this is what we're gonna do. And then in the morning, we will do this for grandma and grandpa. And they did not forget. They definitely understood the assignment. Oh, kids don't forget stuff like and, that. And it was so cute because, like, we actually had a couple rehearsals. Uh-huh. So, like, we locked ourselves in the media room where, like, no one else was. And we, like, found out our placements. And... <laughs> well, 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 sorry. First off, you said media room? Oh, yeah. My, my brother and sister-in-law have a media room. Like a theater? Well, I mean, shoot, their TV is as large as, like, some projectors. Oh, my God. Okay, um. sorry. Okay, so on to the wedding. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we practice in there, and, uh, you know, some things are happening. My parents are taking, like, a while to kind of, like, be available. And so we're just all anticipated, and I get the wedding music out. Like, it is nice. – it's We're all in our pajamas, okay? It's nothing fancy. Like, we don't even have flowers. Huh. But my nephew, Romeo, does have rings, and it was <laughs> – What? Okay. I don't know. Apparently, he has them for his girlfriends. He has a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, player. All right. Um, How old is he? He's turning nine. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's super cute. And so when the parents are available, I, like, call my husband, my brother, my sister-in-law in the room. I'm like, we have a surprise. The kids are going to do something. They take, in, they take their place. I play the music. My parents walk in. And the ceremony begins. And my parents are like, what's going on? So they're, But they're standing there like with Romeo as the officiant. Oh, they have no idea. They have no idea. <laughs> they're like, what's happening? The kids are lined up like about ready to walk down the, the aisle. Yeah. And um, the yeah. hallway. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the aisle in the, the yeah. media room. <laughs> and um, it's just super cute because he's like, thank you for gathering here today for the celebration of like oh, Ben and Norma's wedding anniversary <laughs> and all that. And then... Cameron walks down the aisle, and then Avery and Isaac, they're actually, like, they're not even, like, making throwing. It rain. Yeah, they're making it rain. Yeah. With, like, a stack of dollar bill. <laughs> Wait, this, not even um, flowers, just throwing money all yeah. over people. Okay, I like um, it. But it was just, it was super cute with the music in the background, and Romeo's like, you know, Ben, will you marry Norma again? And Norma, will you marry Ben again? Your dad's name is Ben? Yes, my dad's What's name What's his is real name? Ben, Jamen. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Why is that such a talk? Anyways. You know any you know any OG Filipinos with the first name Ben? No. That's why that it's such like, a shock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like super cute. And then they bring out the rings. They exchange the rings. And then he's like, you may now kiss your bride. It's just like, it was super cute. Yes. And we all had a good laugh out of it. That's so awesome. that was my little highlight of of my weekend, probably maybe my month or week. I nice. don't know. That's cute. That's cute. But, um, parents enjoyed it, I'm guessing. Yeah, the parents enjoyed it. And my mom was like, why was no one recording? And I was like, because I had to play music on my phone. <laughs> oh, we just, so remember we talked about this on the last episode I about know. people recording. And I like, know. so, so after we recorded last week's episode uh-huh. or whatever's coming out yeah. today, oh, whatever, yeah. whenever it's coming up, I was thinking, I was like, maybe it's just me. That doesn't record. Then here we go. Prime example. Man. It is. Because while it was happening, my brother looked over at me and my brother was like, are you recording this? And I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm playing the music. Like, you guys can record it. You're part of the audience. Yeah. Man, that would have been nice. (laughs) Uh, But he did get a couple pictures of it. That's cute. It was really cute. I'm still shocked that your dad's name is Ben. That That is interesting. What about my mom's name, Norma? I feel like I know a lot of Normas. <laughs> a lot of okay. Filipinos that are Norma. Okay. Like I have the the call that we get from the Philippines is through someone's Facebook. They call a messenger. Her name's mm-hmm. Norma. And I was like, all right, cool. I didn't oh, meet okay. any Ben in the Philippines. I mean, my grandpa's name's Angelito. Mm-hmm. His brother's Ricardo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Ben's crazy. It throws me off. It throws me off. Well, it there is. is. Hey, well, that sounds like a very eventful weekend for yeah. you. That sounds fun. How yes, was the dinner? It was. Or a brunch, I mean. Yeah, we went to uh, we went to brunch in Point, 
Point Reston. Mm-hmm. I've actually never been there before. It does not seem like Tacoma. It's really nice. I definitely want to go back like in the spring or summertime. Summer is nice. I'm sure it right is. Right on the water too. I'm sure it's crowded too. That's where Sammy J. Oh. Sammy J, Fiji. Oh. And whoever else came out there, that's where the concert was at. Like right on the concrete bleachers or? Because... I don't know. You just walk out towards the water. Yeah. It's somewhere over there. Cool. Yeah. Were you sitting on concrete? We were standing. Okay. There were no seats. Okay. It was grass, a lawn. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I probably didn't go to that area. Brunch was good. All right, so as we transition into today's episode, a uh, slight recap if you haven't listened already. First episode was about creating boundaries with friends. Mm-hmm. Part two was about creating boundaries with your romantic partners. And today, part three is going to be about creating boundaries with family and just family members, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's close or distant family. Now, why do we think it's difficult? Or like, what is so different about creating boundaries with family? Yeah, I think the hard thing about creating boundaries with family opposed to friends or with my partner is because family relations are super personal and Mm -hmm. it's very complex and it's like some of the most sensitive relationships that we have in our lives. You know, we have this belief that family is supposed to be in our lives forever, that they are our blood and, uh, you know, we don't want to do anything to jeopardize that relationship. Yeah. Why do you think so? So for me, it's like, you know, you're taught to respect your elders, obviously. Especially Um, in our culture. Yeah. Especially like within, I would, I would hope that every culture you're taught to respect your elders, right? Yeah. But, you know, especially in the Asian community, When you go against your family, it's a form of disobedience, right? Yes. So even if you disagree with the way that they want to do things, even though you may have a better solution to it, Mm -hmm. to whatever the situation may be, you're thought of it as being disobedient. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's why it was really tough uh, growing up because, you know, you have these set standards and you have to abide by these standards or else you're the outcast or the black sheep of the family, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you always think that your family has your best interest at heart, yet it's really them trying to mold you into what they expect you to be. Yes. Based on their previous experiences, right? Yeah. I feel like with parents that emigrated to the U.S., they have a completely different lifestyle than we live here in the U.S., right? Yeah. So we are going to have a completely different experience, and that's why I think that, you know, growing up, a lot of people that are Asian-American feel as if like their parents might have these kind of burdens placed on them, even though our parents or family members are trying to do the best they can based on what they've experienced in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times, like when I used to live with my parents, that my dad has told me stories about, like, you know, when I was a kid or, you know, living in the Philippines, this is what we had to do. Yeah, And uh, while I... Uh, I respect their their opinion and where they're coming from. I always had to say like, yeah, dad, but that's not reality for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not in that same situation and it doesn't apply to me. It's similar to those people that were like, back in my day, I used to walk yeah. 18 miles in the snow to go to school. Why do you need to be driving to school? It's like, well, mm-hmm. life is easier now. You should allow it to be as easy as possible for your youth, right? Yeah, And, um, like, I would guess most people, if they did have some kind of, like, disagreement or if a a family member were to cross their boundaries, they would probably brush it under the rug and, like, not address these issues. You don't want to, like, break your relationship with your dad, your mom, your sister, or your brother, and you don't want to seem like a bad person for for doing it and for ruining such a huge and important relationship in your life, right? Mm -hmm. But why do you think it's important to set boundaries with them? So for me, like what I can recall the most is that family members have given unsolicited advice Mm -hmm. because they feel as if they know what's best for me, right? And, you know, I'm my own person. I want to maintain my own self-identity, and that's why I think it's important to make sure that you do have boundaries with your family, You only allow them to take a certain amount of control of your life to where it doesn't negatively impact you, especially mentally. Mm -hmm. Because I've been in that position where it's like, oh, I have to question whether I'm doing the right thing only because they think something else is better for me. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that 
like enforcing a boundary with family members can't be as easy as like, I, I appreciate your opinion and I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree with it or, but I don't see that as something that is appropriate or right for me. Because if we were to stand our ground and go against what they're saying, then they feel like they're being disrespected, yep. not listened to. So it sucks that it can't, ju- it can't just be that. Like, And then, you know, again, I don't know if that's really just like the Asian culture too, where uh-huh. if you go against what the parents say, you're mm-hmm. disobedient. Because mm-hmm. I remember growing up, I've seen some of my friends, the way they talk to their parents or, mm-hmm. or like just them even sitting down talking with their parents about what's wrong and how things can, can mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. They actually had some input on how their life should be, right? Mm-hmm. But for instance, going to school, I was told, oh, you should go to school for these certain things. Yeah. And then when I told them that I went to school for kinesiology, they're like, oh, that's cool. But then what? Oh, like yeah. they didn't ask what my plan was. Mm-hmm. They just had this mindset of what was going to be successful yeah. for me mm-hmm. or what they thought was going to be successful for mm-hmm. me. And I feel like school is just like one, and, like uh, only one, yeah. one route that they want to guide you in. Yeah. And then did you feel like they disapproved of your choice? Oh yeah. Like when you, yeah. Oh, pff, till this day. Yeah. You know, I, then, I talked to my cousin recently. He has a detail shop mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, you know, before you open up your shop, did your parents have a problem with it? He was like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't want yeah. me to do this at all. Mm-hmm. And they just had no idea. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, they want to mold. They want to help you out in a way that they only know how to, right? It's based off their experiences. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, at least for us, mm-hmm. I would say that it's a they're crossing our boundaries by not trying to understand what we're trying to do with our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's the important part that they need to remember, like, as a role of a parent, it's to, I feel like it's just to, like, love the child, accept them for who they are, what they want to do, and just to be supportive for them. Because the moment that you show that you don't approve of what they're doing or the moment you show that you're unsatisfied with the route they're taking, immediately, at least for myself, I feel like, oh, man, I'm being judged and they're unhappy and whatever, which is like super unhealthy. And were you, you ever judged I mean? in your family, whatever route you went? I Relationships, mean, career, having kids, getting married, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like same for myself. My parents, I think they wanted to wanted me to be with a guy that was of the same race mm-hmm. as me. And so when they saw me with something outside of my race, they were like, hmm, you know. Because that's all they knew in the Philippines. And there was a part of me that was like, well, also there was a part of me that was like, damn, my whole family line is full Filipino up until me. And like, I'm going to be the one that changes, you know? Oh, you're the one. So I actually thought that way, like for a little bit, but I'm like, no, you know what? Like we're in America. Like I can fall, you know, I can potentially find my partner in any person like we're not just in the philippines we're like a majority of the Fil- people are filipino, filipino. <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's other races there yeah, too yeah. but you know what i mean yeah. like and that's my family um as like a first gen child american of an Im- born yeah, yeah you know so um yeah or with education and uh, I don't know that they wanted me to, like, go the route of, like, nurse Nursing. or doctor. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think so. My mom was more yeah. so. And uh, so I ended up going with psychology. But even when I tried to, like, dabble in art and graphic design a little bit, yeah. they were like, no, like, not that. Oh, they actually said um, no? Like, they, no, they, they showed it know, a little bit more? I don't know that resistance? they actually flat out said no, but they definitely was like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? There was resistance to that, yeah. So, well, at least they asked you why. Did they? Did they ask you why so they can at least hear you out, or was it I just to say? I really something? don't. I really don't remember. Because I never got a why. I never got a. Oh, okay. So, what are you gonna do after that? And I think part of it is because I started off with engineering, uh-huh. so they knew I wanted to do material science or electrical engineering, mm-hmm. and I was halfway through the program. I stopped. And decided I wanted to go to school for kinesiology. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what that was about. Mm-hmm. So they didn't they didn't choose to learn. They mm-hmm. didn't ask me what it was. Mm-hmm. Apparently my grandma was really proud about it. Mm-hmm. Like I met this one dude one time. He was like, oh, your grandma used to tell 
like brag about you all the time and like what you graduated with. My grandma Aww. was supportive with everything. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. I remember my grandpa said that okay, cool, that's a t- good temporary job, but maybe you should mm-hmm. try to do this. Oh my gosh! And then shoot, yeah, See, like and my, I don't think my mom so, really had any say about it. She's just like so all right. hard to hear those comments Seriously. from family members because you think like you know they're supposed to have your back, they're supposed to be supportive, mm-hmm. be there for you unconditionally. Well. And I, I do want to talk about the whole supportive side thing just really yeah. quick because, okay. you know, I've just now recently realized that maybe people are only supporting you in the way they know how to. Yeah. I, I had a conversation with one of my clients about this, that, you know, you can't really be upset all the time uh-huh. about people that aren't supporting you a certain way uh-huh. because if they don't know how you they want to be supported, how. you can't really yes. blame them for it. So it took me a long time to realize that, you know, maybe my mom and my grandpa don't know how to support me the way I wanted to. Yeah. Right? Yes. This is something huge. You being supported the way you need to be supported, but they don't know how to support you. Yeah. Enforcing boundaries with friends or partners or family because we don't know how to. Yep. How often are you enforcing boundaries, really, honestly? Mm -hmm. It's not something that you are practicing all the time, right? Yep. So if it's foreign to you, it's almost like muscle memories and when you do something more often, it just becomes like second nature to mm-hmm. you, right? The more you do something, the better you get at it, You're the more you're comfortable with. How often are you practicing creating boundaries, setting boundaries, and enforcing them, like actually communicating it to people? Yeah. Well, have you ever communicated with your family? That's something Ooh. that's crossed the line. Um, so I was thinking about this, and um, I was planning my destination wedding back in 2016, and I remember my mom being very... I don't want to say very against the idea, but she did want me to have, like, the traditional church wedding. Oh, yeah. And she was definitely upset in my decision to to do a destination wedding. Uh-huh. And, uh, Damn, she wasn't going to go, huh? She was going to disown you? Yeah, right. She had the time <laughs> of her life <laughs> after the fact. Yeah. I think there's also a, is it a practice in the, Fili- in the Filipino culture? And I was not aware of this, but apparently, like, siblings can't get married or should not get married in the same year or something. Because I heard about it, that from someone, but I don't know if that's a Filipino thing. But Okay, so it's... it's the, and the reason is because uh, one of the siblings gets bad luck or something. And it just so happened that my brother was also getting married the same year. So, bam, two things. I wasn't having a church wedding, and I was having a wedding the same year as my brother. Disobedient she was as like, fuck. <laughs> she was, like, probably about to have a heart attack or something. But I had to just put it down and be like, Mom, no, like, this is what we decided to do. Yeah. Um, you was know, it uncomfortable, though? For our It wasn't uncomfortable I just felt bad that I wasn't giving her you know what she wanted to see a wedding for I don't know I think mothers and weddings there's this like notion that they have a a certain wedding in mind for their daughter right and Mm -hmm. like how it's how that's gonna look like and go down and whatever and this was just completely out of left field and uh it didn't, again, it's not what she wanted for me, but what we did, what we, my husband and I planned for ourselves, right? Fortunately, you know, I mean, so she voiced her opinion and she wasn't happy with it. However, she was not, she was never like, this wedding is not going to happen or we are not going to go to your wedding or whatever. She never said any of those things. Like she was still very supportive, Yeah. you know, like a mother should be. So I feel like that was one of my instances where it was just like, mom, we're not doing it that way. And uh, this is what we're going to do. So, I mean, that could be a form of a boundary, maybe. I don't know. Just like not falling in, you know, into what she's suggesting for us. But like, that's an example I can think of with a family. The other week, and I'm not going to get too into detail with this because this is a super touchy, super sensitive topic in America. Not just like in gen, not just like, small small kind whatever Shit, i'm kind of stressed out already <laughs> well no so like my dad was uh my dad did something while they were babysitting isaac the other day and i was pretty upset about it and that was that was like a hard boundary for me where i just told him straight up and even though i was upset 
I let him know how I felt. Yeah. And I was like, that is not okay, Dad. I do not want that for my children. And if it continues happening, I'm not going to bring my kids here again. <laughs> um, it's, it's a little, like, comedic looking back at it, just, yeah. like, how it happened. But, shoot, I mean, that was something I was not going to, like, be, like, soft on. Yeah. Well, remember, if we go back to the first part of this whole boundary series, right? Uh-huh. You thought that you have a lack of boundaries, right? Yeah. That you need to work on something. And I think we came to the conclusion that in order to have boundaries, you need to have set values. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously that was one value that you held close to your heart, mm -hmm. which is you didn't want him around whatever the hell was going on around that house. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't anything illegal, you guys. Just keep that in <laughs> mind. But... And the thing is, like, I did talk to friends about it afterwards. Like, I told a couple people, and yeah. someone, some were like, your dad's just being a grandpa. Yeah. Like, he's retired. Like, just let him be. Like, I even told you. Yeah. I told you and my other friend, Taylor, and you guys, like, kind of brushed it off. So, again, it, it all depends on the person's, like, mm -hmm. my perspective as well and how I perceive it to be. And, yeah. You know? So, so yeah. Because I remember <laughs> my grandpa did the same thing when I was younger. Not Isaac's age. Uh-huh. But my mom was like, no. Yeah. We're not having that around the house. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. 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 I get so, it. <laughs> I but get that's it. just an instance where I was able to, like, to put my foot down and be like, that is, you know, that's a no for me. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, yeah, like important to set boundaries with families because one like unhealthy boundaries leads to hostile relationships and hostile relationships can affect your mental health and well-being and if we're talking about enforcing boundaries if anything this is a way to keep people in your life right mm -hmm. enforcing boundaries is a way to keep people in your life it's saying hey i don't appreciate that you know, because it makes me feel like this or I feel this way about it. Just informing someone how they can help respect you and help protect your values and your safe space and your well-being, right? And then it's on them to not reciprocate it, but for them to respect that and be like, okay, I appreciate your bound. Like, I appreciate you telling me that and I will respect it from here on out. Like, I'm sorry I didn't know. Or they don't agree with you, then unfortunately you'll have to decide like are you going to limit your interaction with this person or are you completely fed up you met your threshold and you need to stop relations with them what do you think about that so i don't think that setting boundaries so i think that like family's always going to be there no matter what that's just my perspective Ooh, uh -huh. right or at least like i'm always going to be there for my family there's no way i'm going to say no fuck that you can't be part of my life anymore right mm -hmm. and when it comes to setting boundaries, I think it just helps to have a more positive relationship. Yeah. Because I've seen within my own family and like just stories from other people where communication is off and no one's really trying to listen mm -hmm. to how the other person feels about a certain situation. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to stand their own ground without meeting at a compromise, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, for one, again, the people that are older than us, they think they know better. Mm -hmm. And... And it's conflicting because we're the generation where it should be okay for us to openly talk about our emotions, right? What's affecting us, how how people are negatively impacting our lives, or what's what type of burdens we're having throughout our days. And sometimes it's hard for our family members to understand that because they feel like they know what's best for us. So, again, I don't think setting boundaries helps to keep people or push people away. I just think it helps to build the relationship and make it a lot better. If both people could get on the same page. Mm. And I think that's the hard part that we need to understand or like some families need to understand because boundaries can push people away. I've seen it before Yeah, where someone's crossed the line. They were just like, no, fuck that. You're not, I don't want to deal with you because you're just going to cause more stress. And mm -hmm. no one wants to hear each other out. Yeah. And at that point, like, how do you hear each other out? How do you get someone to hear you out? Yeah. No, it's tough. I mean, I I was going to say, like, you, you probably won't care as much to enforce a boundary with someone that you don't want, care to keep in your life. Like, uh, like an acquaintance or some friends or something. I mean, I don't know if I agree. I'm pretty outspoken, so. Yeah, you are. If someone crosses... Let's talk a, about the average, Joe. Yeah, I think... <laughs> Do you think... Like, I think people are more likely to just let things go. 
Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. But boundaries are, and I, I read this last night as I was scrolling and I was like, oh my gosh, we are talking about this tomorrow actually. But boundaries are good ways to increase positive interactions with anyone you wish to spend more time with in the future. And if you say family is a forever thing or that they'll always be around and if you care for a healthy relationship with your mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, uncle, aunt, whatever, then you need to set boundaries, even though it's so, so tough. What do you think are some common behaviors people have experienced from family members that tell us whether a relationship has unhealthy boundaries? I think something as simple as like, because I said so, mm-hmm. you know, like from parents, oh, you know, sure. we're like, oh, why do I have to do that? Oh, well, because I said so. Mm-hmm. Or why should it be done this way? Because I said so. Because mm-hmm. that's the way it is. Or like, I'm your mom. I know best. I'm your dad. I know best. Oh, shoot. And I mean, those are the things that really just come to mind. I'm trying to think, and I feel like the only uh-huh. time I've ever heard I've ever heard my like mom say like because you have to or whatever is because it's like like clean your room. Yeah, I mean that's or, yeah. You know, like something not very serious, just mm-hmm. something more um I don't know what the term is, but just small scale. Well, I think when we get older, we're able to communicate with our family members, of course, like adults, right? As easy as we communicate with our friends. Mm-hmm. So, it's not as much of a more it's not as much of a demanding tone. Mhm. As when you were a kid, it's mm-hmm. more, at at our age now. It's like, well, we still know what's best, but like, I don't, I don't really want to hear you out. Yeah. At least that's what I hear. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like some of the common behaviors I think about is just like um, invasion of privacy, like probing and asking too many questions. And oh, is that what? Oh, that must be what you get. <laughs> that, like that's what I get, and yeah. it's like yes. While I will let you into my life, I'm not gonna let you like into my entire life. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes they just don't know their their boundaries with yeah. questions, asking questions. Well, I I remember maybe about six seven years back. You know, they would really wonder where my fa- finances are at because mm-hmm. they want to make. Of course, family wants to make sure that you're not in debt. Right, or that uh-huh. you're at least on the right track. Sure, you know about this, but yeah, there's always questions about like, where are you putting your paycheck, or mm-hmm. are you putting into your savings? Are you, are you paying off your bills? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing everything I need to. Why you, why do you mm-hmm. keep asking me this? You know, yeah. and it got to the point to where it was just so, it, it really was annoying. Even yeah. though they were trying to help. Yeah. I mean, I was like, yo, like, I got this. I already told you yeah. I got this. Like, why do you keep asking? Yeah, and the thing you know? is, like, they have good intentions. They mm-hmm. mean well. But how are they going about it? Yeah. And at what point are they going to just stop back and relax and just trust that we do have it? Or just trust us to let our let us be our own people and make yeah. our own mistakes so we can learn from them. And so, you know, I brought up some of these situations to other people before. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, that's just Filipino families. Like, they're always going to be like that. Just it is what it is. And like, there's certain things you kind of just let go, right? But again, I think it's important to make sure you put your foot down because some of those toxic traits can be passed down without you even realizing it. Oh, you sure. know, there was one time I was at, I was grilling my cousin about college, and I'm like, "Well, what are you gonna do? Like, you <laughs> should do this. Like, are you mm-hmm. sure you want to go this route?" Mm-hmm. And then maybe an hour or so after the conversation, I was like, "Fuck, I sound just like my <laughs> sound just like my mom." I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, maybe yeah. <laughs> do what you want to do, bro. Like, I, yeah, I yeah, trust yeah. that you know what you want to do. Just keep in mind that yeah. And that's the thing, like, you will find, you will find yourselves in that position, and I'm sure I'll find myself in that position, Mm -hmm. you know, with my children growing up, but I think I'll just, I'll have to just stop and just realize, like, I need to accept them for who they are and the person they are becoming, and not try and mold them, like, I'll give them guidance, yeah, I'm gonna give them some support, but just to not be so overbearing, and I think that's the thing, like to not be overbearing and to not be judgmental about it. I think that. Because I know that's where I get hurt. If I feel that someone's being like judgmental or judging my actions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put up a wall with you. Uh-huh. You know, I have a wall up with you. And that's unfortunate. I don't think I've ever put up a wall with family, though. With friends, maybe. Oh, really? Um, Friends, like not not a wall, but like I'm blocking them out. I just only let a certain part of me out because I know yeah. like I don't want mm-hmm. boundaries to be crossed. 
because I feel like I I never want to filter myself around family. Oh, I mean, yeah. I never want to filter myself around friends too, but it kind of yeah, happens yeah, yeah. naturally depending on yeah. the situation or what type of friends I'm around. But like with family, I'm like, you get what you get, mm-hmm. you know? And if there's a problem, like I don't mind talking to you about it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say that you're right. Yeah. Like this is kind of how I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. And it's not hurting me. It's not hurting anybody else around me. Mm-hmm. So why does it bother you so much? Mm. I mean, good for you that you're able to like to be that around your family. <laughs> it took years. And uh, it took years. And a lot of hard work, I'm sure. But there are some family relationships out there where because they judge and because you don't want to like disappoint them in some way, yeah, I act a certain way around them and you know, I do have that guard up with them. And it's unfortunate because then like I can't be my my true self. Yeah, and for some around people, them. Some listeners might not understand because there are family members that judge, they'll give their point of view mm-hmm. and then they'll stop. That's mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah. Than someone saying, No, you should really do this or yeah, yeah, why yeah. are you still oh, doing this? Yeah. You know, because yeah. some people don't have that type of family. Oh. You know? I'm definitely like with my um with my mom and parents nowadays, yeah. I am becoming just un- like less filtered because as I grow up, I'm realizing that like as you walk in the living room, like dad, I'm not having the shit no more. No, fucking told you. <laughs> no, it's just like these days I find myself approaching my parents and I'm I'm talking to them like as if they are a friend. Yeah, and just telling them like what I have been up to and I and what I want to do, and they'll be like, oh why? And I'll tell them why, but then it does it stops there, and then they're like they're into it, yeah, you know, and they get it, and like that's what I do hope for my relationships with my parents moving forward, and it's going in the right direction, which I'm like really glad about. Yeah, that's dope. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say it's hard for other relationships that are not there yet, because my parents like do give me, uh, I think they do give me unconditional support and love. Mm-hmm. Or I, at least I feel that I get that from them. So, like, they are a safe space for me, opposed to maybe other relationships with other family members yeah. where I don't feel like I get that. And it's like, this is unfortunate. I know some people, they they got family members where they're like, yeah, I know what topics we're staying away from, and yeah. we're never talking about that ever. And if it comes yeah. up, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. shit, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't put up with is just negativity. You know, I don't mind, I don't mind talking about anything with my family. It's just that if it's going to go to, if it's going to bring up any type of negative emotion, I don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just stop it right there. Yeah. You know? Okay. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't want to ever put, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you feel those negative emotions. So I'm taking all these experiences that we've had and I'm thinking about like, how can I how can I learn from it, right? And what do I hope for a healthy relationship in respecting my own children's boundaries? Because I'm going to get to that point where I'm sure, like, Cameron and Isaac are going to push back. Mm -hmm. If I say, like, oh, hey, you should do this, and they're like, no, Mom, we don't want to do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. And, uh, you know, what is healthy, but kind of just what I'm learning. And, again, for myself, is just to like love and accept them for who they are mm-hmm. and who they want to be. Let them be their own person. I think exactly. it's also very important and just to not to judge, right? And let them know that I stand behind them and will always support them and give them that unconditional love. Okay? unconditional yeah. I don't like this term because usually when people say unconditional like it does come with some conditions and always I'm like, and I'm like no but like truly unconditional like I just love you for you who you are and I want you to you know be your own person and so I will try that and I think that's key you know you gotta allow them to be their own person it's it's gonna be hard but I'm gonna have to like if I want a healthy relationship with my sons yeah I'm going to have to uh-huh because I think I, I'd rather be in their lives and be a part of it and then just be like, oh, no, mom doesn't doesn't approve or, you know, whatever. And and they keep stuff away from me or they keep secrets from me. Like, mm-hmm. I want a healthy relationship where they feel like they can come to me even if they have done something wrong. Yeah. Oh, I've already started it with my children. I'm like, what did you do? I'm not going to be mad at you. I just want to know. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to know. <laughs> 
Uh, that's a trick. They already know that. They already know they're about to be fooled. No, but like, then, there's nothing uh, wrong. Just tell them. Are you sure I won't be in trouble? <laughs> yeah, but no. Like something happened where they broke a toy and they just they walked up and they're like, "Mom, we broke this toy." And I was like, "Okay, that's okay. Like, thank you for letting me know." So yeah, you know, I think that's really important that you're being as vocal as possible with your kids too, right? Because you know you do want to respect their boundaries, but then at the same time you want them to feel comfortable enough to express their boundaries to you. Yes. Right. At yeah. least asking, like, what is okay? What don't you like? Mm-hmm. Does, does this bother you? Because, mm-hmm. like, growing up, I don't ever remember anybody asking me if something bothered me. Right. Exactly. You know? Or even if they're yeah. like, oh, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you angry? And then you tell them what, what's bothering you. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we'll just deal with it. Yeah. And I feel like that's how a lot of us grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that's a problem. Like, it made us problem, child, uh, problem children. Uh-huh. But I think that we can help people become better people by yeah. allowing them to express what's wrong and how we don't mm-hmm. and how we can make sure that we don't cross that boundary, right? Mhm. It's like a lot of hard work to be done. Like it sounds easy, it is not easy. But so from yeah. all yeah, easier said than done, I guess. I don't have kids, so I can't really mm-hmm. say like I'm, I've ever been in that position mm-hmm. before. I mean And I think yeah. yeah. And until you're in that position, I don't think you you know, can know because like one of my sons, he'll get upset and he'll, he'll run away. Mm -hmm. And the mom in me is like, let me chase after him and solve his, solve his problem. Yeah. Right. And he'll just flat out be like, no mom, I can deal with this by myself. (laughs) Or like, no mom, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, I don't know, I forget what he said to me, but he just did not want me. Yeah. And I just had to be like, okay, like, let me back away and give him this space if that's what he wants. But I also do need to to figure out, like, what is what is the healthy boundary with that, right? How yeah. much can I be there and really not? I don't know. I mean, gosh, my children are still children. They're not that old. Yeah. How, you know, they're not, like, 13, okay. so I still have to, like, assert well, myself. Let me know what you're going to do when it's time for them <laughs> to clean the room. And what you're going to say, like how you're going to dictate that whole situation. <laughs> so from your experiences with like boundaries and families, what's kind of like the takeaway from your collective experience? You have to interact with everybody differently. You know, for me, I, I get frustrated really quickly. And it used to be really bad when I was younger. And I mean, it's still bad. I'm still a work in progress. But I think that I've learned that talking to... My mom versus my grandpa versus my uncle versus my cousin. Like, it's mm. all completely different on mm. how I handle things because each person has their own personality. Yeah. And even if I had the same boundary with each individual, I have to learn or I had to learn how to express that boundary to them mm-hmm. in a way where they don't get offended. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's still challenging till mm-hmm. this day because, like I said, parents know best, right? Mm. Even though it may be negatively affecting us. They yeah. still know best. That's, so that's, that's unfortunate. Well, I mean, that's their generation, right? And I'm not saying that we have to just deal with it. I do think there's a way to work through it. And I think at the right time, when appropriate, you know, just trying to figure out a way to sit down and talk about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way that it could be understood. And you don't have to agree on mm-hmm. the whole situation, right? Yeah. Uh, for instance, if someone's bothered by something and I think that they shouldn't be bothered by it. Mm-hmm. I mean, why should I say, no, you should deal with it? If you're bothered by it, maybe I should stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, like, as a people pleaser, yeah. and I 100,000% admit that I have, like, the people pleaser mentality, uh-huh. like, I have to remember that it is okay to be my own person, separate from who my family wants me to be. Yep. And not just what they want me to be. And I, now that you brought that up, that's got to be tough for those that are like, no, you represent the family name. Mm. You're in that type of family. You have to be a certain way. Damn. I mean, Good I don't... I'm not in that position, yeah. but yeah, I can only imagine. Oh, that's got to be so tough. And then, like, another thing that I'm trying to learn is just how to stand up for myself mm-hmm. and how to be assertive. Yeah. There's going to be some topics that come across, I think, with with family members that will be harder than others. Yeah. But even, like, 
So for example, last night, when it was like past 11 p.m., I was asked to, in the morning, can you take the Christmas tree lights down? I had to tell my in-law like what time in the morning because I need to leave by by this time. I needed to leave by 8.20 a.m. and I won't be home until 4 p.m. But I'm happy to help you in the evening, you know, because that works better for my schedule. And she didn't know that I wasn't coming home like after dropping off uh, Cameron. And so she was like, after dropping off Cameron will work. But I had to kind of put my foot down and be like, I am not coming home until 4 p.m. Like, uh-huh. I can help you at that time. And even for me, I feel like that's a step in the right direction because, like, previous Michelle probably would have been like, okay, well, let's just get it done in the morning then. Yeah, and so you guys who are listening understand that this isn't something simple like, no, I can't do it at this time. It's Things are run differently in that house than they would be run at your parents' house. Right. Not in a bad way. It's just something that you're not used to. Mm -hmm. So, and I think a lot of people would agree that it, well, actually, I don't know if a lot of people would agree. I feel like there are a lot of people out there Mm -hmm. that might have similar situations where you do act differently or have to carry yourself differently around your Mm in-laws because they have a different set of norms Mm -hmm. in the household. And you want to be respectful of that. Like if it's something that you're uncomfortable with, when do you find... The right time to set your foot down or when is the appropriate time to put your foot down because you don't want to overcross that line between you or that relationship between you and your in-laws right mm-hmm. yeah so i mean like what I mean, i've never been married so i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm going to be in a situation where i have to tell them like no that's not okay mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean it's a super delicate delicate relationship and i mean i guess you just have to find an appropriate time to go about it. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do with any of your relationships. I mean, there's been an uncomfortable situation with some past relationships and their parents. Mm-hmm. And what did you um, do? I know you I, I turned it to a joke because I was in high school. Mm. So my girlfriend at the time, she was a Chinese and Filipino. Her mom, okay, we're all chilling at the house, right? Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, there are... Some dynamics between the Asian community and the black community, depending on where you're from. And this was one of those communities. So we're in the apartment and I'm sitting on the couch. The neighbor downstairs is black, right? Okay. And whenever we're walking upstairs, she can hear our footsteps. So she takes the broom. She takes the broom and pounds the mm-hmm. pounds the um ceiling, right? Uh-huh. And and she's like, you guys need to be quiet. And I guess the mom goes downstairs. They start yelling at each other. She comes back upstairs. And she's like, super black people think that Asians are scared of them. Like, what do you mean? Like, why are you trying to intimidate me like that? And I was like, I had to check my skin tone real quick. I was like, you, you know I'm sitting here, right? Mm-hmm. And you could have worded that completely differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I was accepting of the statement. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being what, 7, 16, I don't know how old it was, 16, 17, uh-huh. you know, I didn't talk to her directly. Mm-hmm. I talked to my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that ain't, that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. We got to figure something out. Like, I understand where the frustration comes from. Mm-hmm. But the way that it was worded was like, you mm-hmm. could have done something completely, you could have said something completely different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it could have been because I was young and. I was too nervous to actually say something uh-huh. about it to her directly. But, I mean, that was probably, like, the only moment where I could have just drawn the line and be like, hey, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't say that. But you, you didn't go to her directly. I went, yeah, went I went to, to, the, girlfriend. to the girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, now I got, that I, I mean, now that we're older, you probably wouldn't go through another another person, another party. You would just go directly to the source, right? Yeah. I mean... That's the best way to go about it. You don't want a messenger yeah. in between. So. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty straightforward. Like I said, you know, in the past few years, I've gotten to the point to where if something does bother me, mm-hmm. I let them know. And yeah. I think that. You're, you're like that. I'm not like that. Yeah, well, and it's, I, know, I know a lot of people aren't like that. Yeah. Because, like, I've even talked to a friend about something before. And they're like, oh, come on. I'm not trying to cause conflict here. I'm like, 
Dude, mm-hmm. we're just having a normal conversation. Yeah. Just because one person doesn't yeah. like something, it doesn't have to be... I know. Some, it doesn't have to be a bad outcome. And I mean, like, just respect that someone is uncomfortable about something. That's what yes. I hope. If I have a friend that's uncomfortable with me mm-hmm. or with anything in life, mm-hmm. I hope you're comfortable enough to talk to me about it. Yeah. So that way we could come to mm-hmm. a common ground, you know? For sure, for sure. That's what you hope. I think that's what you hope with any relationship that you have in life that you hope continues. Because, again, I see boundaries as a way for positive interactions to happen, right? Not to say I'm done with this. I'm done with this relationship with a friend, a family member, or a partner. It's just, hey, this is my boundary, and I hope you can respect it because I do still want you in my life. Yeah. And if you can't, then something's gonna have to be done. Oh, fuck, we sound like <laughs> what the hell? Something so like one off something like Damn. I'm gonna limit my interaction with you. I don't want to have to cut you off. I don't want to have to ever cut anyone off in my life. But yeah. damn, if it gets to that point, you fucked up. Don't I'm cut saying. off family, man. <laughs> don't cut off family. You know, it, it did take me a while to just say, "Hey, Sometimes my family wants to. their best interests." Like, Sometimes you have to to cut off family. Yeah, yeah I know Sometimes some people need to do to. that. Yeah, it, you know what? It may be temporarily. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah. It may be temporarily only. It's very tricky, but I am glad we are talking about it because these are these are important things that people need to talk about. So yeah, remember your family, they're always going to have your best interest in mind from their perspective. Mm. From, from yeah. their perspective. And you know, they, they really only want what's best for you. And I think the hard part is just figuring out how to communicate like, okay, well, no, I got this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like I respect your advice, I'm willing to listen, but try not to be, try not to enforce it on me because I'm gonna li- I'm gonna want to live my life the way I want to live it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you keep, I feel like if they keep pushing their agenda on you, you're just gonna be unhappy with your life. If you do things because you're trying to please others, yeah, that affects your happiness. Yep. So know your values. Stand true to who you are. Place your values to stay true to who you are. And keep that good energy around you. And we're hoping that if you did take something away from this topic today, that you are going to be able to sit with your family members, whoever they are. And if you need to set boundaries with them, you can at least have a well-thought-out discussion about it, right? Mm, yeah. And it's it's not going to be easy. But again, like I think the more practice you have or... Hell, even like practice in front of the mirror or practice in the car or just practice with your partner or friend. I think literally just muscle memory and practicing if you need to enforce your boundaries um, with anyone. I think just the act of practicing will help. Because we're all here to build better relationships with everybody, right? Especially our family. There you go. All right. Remember, we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you and vice versa. That goes out to family. Um, we're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to bring up these types of conversations with your community. And hoping you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at life.ini. And that's a wrap on this episode. Thanks for listening, you guys. Until next time. Bye.